Just turn to the book of Acts tonight, Acts chapter number 20. We'll be in Acts chapter number 20 this evening. Uh, thank you again for the music, always a blessing. Acts chapter number 20. And while you're turning there, let me remind you what I've already announced about the uh, waiting on the final paperwork and everything, be praying much about that, uh, that the Lord will just, uh, just have that continue to move as it's moving. And then uh, be, be praying for that conference. And that is going to be such a blessing to us and a help to us <clears throat> the more we hear good Bible preaching, sound Bible preaching, the better off we are. Uh, so I want you to determine now, make up your mind now, uh, to be in every service that you possibly can be in, <clears throat> choir in your place, those in special music, and uh, that will get everything set up, ushers and so on. It's going to be a big, exciting week. I want you to be praying about uh, that week. It will be here before we know it. October is upon us. And uh, this, this month will go very, very quickly, I'm sure, as have the previous months. And looking forward to getting into uh, the new year, the new year of 2019. Uh, but we have much to do yet in this year, much to happen. And so continue to be praying uh, that the Lord will just uh, work things out and that we'll be a blessing to others uh, as we can. Acts chapter number 20, uh, we, we brought several messages from this chapter uh, through previous weeks. And I'm going to come back to it and refer to it uh, this morning or this evening for our message. Uh, of course, this morning, uh, we, the theme of the message was, of course, uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is to be not just our faith is built on, but ministry is built on. And I hope we, we keep that, uh, take it to heart and be, uh, remember that, uh, that if it's not built on the Lord Jesus Christ, it does not have supernatural power. Busyness does not replace uh, the power of God. And tonight, uh, kind of on the, the tail end of that, to parallel with that, uh, we're going to go back in Acts chapter number 20, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 19. Paul is speaking to the church at Ephesus, and uh, we're going to read verse 19. Uh, down to verse number 21. Uh, follow along with me in verse number 19. Serving the Lord with all humility of mine and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying and weight of the Jews and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to look at this as our text this evening, and especially verse number 20, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. I want to speak tonight on fulfilling an Acts 2020 vision. An Acts 2020 vision. Father, I pray tonight uh, that you'll help us as we look into the Scriptures May the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher this evening. May we be uh, instructed by your word tonight, but may we be challenged to follow your word and to have it fulfilled uh, as a church this evening. We ask that you bless our time remaining in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Paul, as we know, has no problem speaking very candidly uh, to Christians, candidly uh, to unbelievers for that matter. He just didn't have a problem in his boldness. He is speaking to the church at Ephesus, and he reminds them of several things, and uh, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations. Uh, then he says in verse number 20, how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. Uh, the Acts 2020 vision, if you call it that way. We as a church, we always have to be focused 
on what is important to God. Uh, we are not to get our orders from this world. Uh, I've been teaching this on Wednesday night, and I'll just remind you now, I have no interest in the world telling me how we are supposed to conduct church. God has told us how we are to have church. I have no interest in a survey, a study group, and I get these reports, and this religious survey said this many people think church ought to be like this, and it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of money because you and I ought to go to God and say, God, what do you want from church? What do you want from our family? What do you want from our home? He's already established that. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. God is not going to change his mind. God is not going in this day to give us new orders. He's already given us the word of God. If that is the case, and it is, our vision as a church has got to be God's vision. It's important that our focus is God's focus. Uh, as a side note tonight, uh, it's important for every husband and wife to understand uh, that in your home, in your marriage, it's not what this world says makes a good marriage. It's not what uh, Oprah says and Dr. Phil says, but it's what God says uh, makes a good marriage. You want to pay very, you want to have a good marriage. Pay very, very, co- pay close attention to what God says. Uh, that he wants in a marriage and he expects in a marriage. As you rear your children and you have, have your home and as you want God to bless your home, then uh, don't, don't go to uh, Disney or don't go to Hollywood or don't go to any other entity to get uh, child-rearing tips. Go to the Word of God. Get his vision for the home. You young people, a lot of our uh, young people are away at college right now, but those of you that are singles here, don't get the world's view of the way dating's supposed to be. Don't get the world's view about society today. Get God's vision, His vision of what a marriage is like, a home is like, and make sure that we see things the best we can from His viewpoint. Such is the case with the church. What is the purpose of the church? What is the focus of the church? As a child of God, what is your focus? What is my focus? And very simply put, it ought to be God's focus. When God saved you through His mercy and through His grace, we became a child of His. We have this new life now. Our attention, our focus ought to be on what does God want with my life? Let me say it like this. How can I please God? You as a child of God, you ought to please God. Don't get up and say, I got to please this Christian. I got to please that Christian. I don't want you to even try and please your pastor. And by the way, some of you are doing very well in that area. I don't want you to even get up and try and please your pastor. If you please God, I promise you, your pastor is going to be very, very pleased. Uh, that, that's all I want is to point people to him. Uh, that is your goal as a Christian. What can I do in my life to honor God? As a church, what is our focus? What is our purpose? I've often been asked this question, or you'll see things come in the mail advertising certain things, or you, or you, or you read certain religious publications, and the big thing now is what is your church's purpose statement? What is your church's focus? The same as it's always been. It's the Scripture. It's God's focus. It's God's purpose. It's what God wants. And tonight is just a very simple message to remind you and to remind me, remind us of a church, is that we ought to have God's vision. 2018, we set out as our goal the theme of action, built around Acts 1-8. And that uh, mandate that Christ gave 
his disciples as he ascended into heaven to go into all the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost, and be witnesses and tell them what you saw. What did they see? They saw a risen Savior. Uh, they saw the Son of God who had conquered death and hell, and they saw Him ascend into heaven. He said, go and be witnesses unto me. Go and be witnesses, uh, having the power of the Holy Spirit, and that is what they were to do. That is the vision God has given. That's the vision we are to have as a church. We find here in our text, Paul reminds them of some things that he has shown them. He's reminded them of this 2020 vision, if you will, is what we call uh, what I'll call it tonight. He reminded them of his goal. He reminded them of his purpose. Paul's purpose, and I think you would agree with me tonight, based on what we've seen in the book of Acts, his purpose was not to be popular. If that was his purpose, he was a miserable failure. His purpose was not to, to call people unto himself. No, his purpose was to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And many had turned to Christ. Many had been saved because of that. And now he reminds the church, he reminds these pastors, he reminds these church leaders of some things that he has shown them. And friend, you and I need to catch the same vision that Paul had. We need to catch the same vision that, that God has given, gave to him, and gives us on the pages of Scripture. What is that tonight? I'm going to be very simple. i give you four quick things tonight. But first of all, found in our text is a method of the 2020 vision. Notice what he says. He says in verse 20, how I kept back nothing that was profitable to you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. We find a method there. What is that method? Well, part of it is house to house. That's why every week we have time scheduled where we will go and we'll knock on doors and we'll go from house to house. If the people will not come to you, you have to go to the people. Where do people live? In their house. So much you learn at Sunday night church. I tell you, it is just mind-boggling what you will learn, the wisdom you get from behind this pulpit. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. you got to go where the people are. Why, why do we go to the people are? Because they need to know about Jesus. And he says, I've been an example unto you. I've showed you that we were to go house to house. Friend, the priority is still for God's church to take the gospel to people. It's still God's priority. It's still His vision to take the gospel house to house. But notice, he says, I've publicly shown you. You know, not only house to house, but person to person. Uh, Dr. Bob Gray Sr., he makes a good statement. Doors don't get saved, people do. Now, I believe it's scripture to go house to house. And I've already, when we move, I have, I've already driven down streets over there. I've already mapped out neighborhoods. I've already uh, mapped out uh, different counties over there. I have mapped things out. And, and boy, I cannot wait to systematically not just go door to door and house to house, but get the mailboxes. Uh, the, the, the U.S. Postal Service is going to be busy when we get moved over there getting material about the Emmanuel Baptist Church into the homes of the people who are around us. But it's not just getting house to house, it's person to person. Now we're always, always going to have times on the schedule where anybody who can come or would like to come, we're going to come and we're going to go, we're going to go house to house. But friend, that is not what we need as much as we need Christians to be willing to go person to person. 
Meaning we have times when we go, but talking to people about the Lord is just what we do. And it's person to person. You and I, we ought to be of the habit of talking to people so that we might win them to Christ. I introduced those little booklets tonight. I hope we'll get them and we'll keep them in our pocket. It's a good, it's a good way to so, say, Pastor, I'm, I'm shy. I, I, I don't, and I've seen you, you're not shy. I, you know, I'm shy and, and or I, I'm just not comfortable in what to say. I understand that. You, that very well may be true. You may not be comfortable what to say, but if you had the gospel in your hand and you just had a mindset, I got to give out so many of these a day. And when you, when you, when you talk to people, you said, I want you to, to know that Jesus died on the cross for you. I want you to read this. Well, it's, it's person to person. There is a, a method. Get into mentality. I'll, I'll not try, I'll, I'll not, my intention is not to embarrass her, although she embarrasses a lot of people. But, so Mrs. McGee has a ministry. Uh, when salespeople call her, she witnesses to them. You know, that's a good strategy to have people never to call you back. Uh, but she has told me, Pastor, I am scared to death to go to somebody's door and talk to them. And I am scared to death. But she, she, she told me this morning that she led a salesman from Connecticut, is that right, to the Lord on the phone yesterday that called her house. She's told me she's done that several times. Uh, uh, I'm surprised they, she's not on a no-call. They, they put her on the no-call list. Uh, but what is that? that? That's a mentality of a person-to-person. Person. Uh, that's the vision that Paul had. Well, that's the vision we ought to have. There is a method. We invite people to church. We have big days. We're going to have more big days, promotions in the future. We want people to come. And, we, and I thank the Lord for everybody who walks in, if you will, and hears the gospel and gets saved. I thank the Lord for everybody who gets invited. They come to a service and they get saved. But friend, not everybody's going to come just because of an invitation. We are to go and we're to be of that mindset of talking to everybody we come in contact with and giving them the gospel. There is a method of the Acts 2020 vision. Also, you know this, this is just a reminder, there's a specific message. We preached about the, the message this morning is the Lord Jesus Christ. Look in verse number 21, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Our message is not live your best life now. Our message is not have a purpose-driven life. Our message is nothing other than faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance towards God, as the Scripture says, believing that you cannot save yourself uh, the, the message that is preached in so many different places is, is all, it's, it's an all a, a, a faith in self, a faith in what I can do. And friend, there's never been a man that could get to heaven. There's never been a man that could work their way to heaven. There's never been a man good enough uh, to get to heaven uh, without the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the message that we have to continue to not only preach behind the pulpit, of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, uh, but it is the message of the 2020 vision. I've got to tell people about Jesus. I've got to tell people what, they, what Jesus uh, did for them and how he will change their life. Aren't you thankful that somebody shared that message with you? Aren't you thankful that this evening to be saved and to know it and to be sure about it and to know your sins are forgiven, know you're on your way to heaven? Isn't there a great peace that comes with that? I, I'm going to lay my head on my pillow tonight, and you know one thing I'm not going to worry about? I'm not going to worry about whether or not I'm going to go to heaven or hell if I die. 
When I get up in the morning, there's a lot of things already on my agenda tomorrow. But can I tell you one thing that I'm not gonna, I won't even think twice about is wondering whether or not I'm going to spend eternity in heaven or hell because that's settled. That is secure. The Lord Jesus took care of that, and I put 100% uh, uh, faith and trust in what Jesus did, and that is the message that people have to know. I still believe that people want to hear that message. Now, as you know and I know, not everybody wants to hear it. But why is it that we won't tell those, be willing to tell those who want to hear it because we're afraid of those who don't want to hear it? It is the message that we have to get out. It is the message that we deliver. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think, we, I think the Emmanuel Baptist Church is the greatest church on God's planet. Now, you may say I'm biased a little bit, but that doesn't make me wrong. It is still the greatest church, I believe, on the planet. Uh, I, I love the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I want people to know about the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I want people to have a pastor that will pray for them. I want people to have church people that will pray for them. The miracle that we've celebrated the last couple of days. of One of our brethren who the Lord interceded in their life and he healed them. It's a miracle. You know that. But you know, you know why it happened? Because God's people fell on their face. Boy, I reflect, I've reflected this week of the prayer meetings in the, all the different things that took place during this five months and how God's people went to God on behalf of somebody else. I wonder how many people are hurting in Jacksonville right now and they have nobody to pray for them. See, I want them to know that if they come to the Emmanuel Baptist Church, there'll be people that'll pray for them. There'll there'll be people that'll love them. There'll be people that'll be there for them. Emmanuel Baptist Church is a wonderful, wonderful place. We have the best music, best people. Uh, It's just a wonderful place. But you know there's one greater than the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I want people to know the Savior. I want the people to know that there is a reason why we do what we do, and it's because of the Lord Jesus Christ. My point is, I want to invite people to this church. I want people to be part of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. But greater than that is I want them to know my Savior. I want them to know the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the message. Our program is not the message. Jesus is the message. Our ministries are not the message. Jesus is the message. And so we find a specific message in the Acts 2020 vision. Not only a a method and a message, but notice the men that he speaks of. In verse number 21, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. The gospel is a whosoever gospel. The gospel is a for anybody gospel. It was not an exclusive gospel just to the Jews. It was for everyone. And might I say that message is still true tonight. It's not a white gospel, a black gospel, a brown gospel, a red gospel. It is the gospel for all men And friend, you and I, and I'm thankful for the Emmanuel Baptist Church that uh, we have always had this mindset that we've got to get the gospel to everybody, no matter what kind of home they come from, no matter where they live in town, no matter what their status is in society, it is a gospel for everyone. You know, those that have been blessed by God and have a lot in this world, you know, they still need the gospel. You know, wealthy people die and go to hell too. So just like wealthy people need the gospel, poor people need the gospel too. 
Those that have a status in society need the gospel, and those who are overlooked by society, they need the gospel as well. Well, I, we as a church, we got to remember this, 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 this 2020 vision is, is for everybody. Everybody. Aren't you thankful that we have a God who is not selective and who we loved enough to save? And that anyone who would trust Christ can be saved. And friend, our, our emphasis is not going to change. It hasn't changed in <clears throat> all these decades. It's not going to change. We move addresses again. It's, the emphasis is there. We've got to get the message of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to all those who need to hear Him. It doesn't matter where they live, what they do. Every man needs the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the focus. That is the emphasis. We have never been a church that is just for a certain group of people. It is for everybody. Why? Because the gospel is for everybody. The gospel is for all men. And I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to get into places that other churches wouldn't dare go. Uh, they wouldn't dare uh, uh, try and reach them. Isn't it amazing that all these emerging churches, they always set up camp in the wealthiest places. You never find them in the poor neighborhoods. You never find them in the ghettos uh, peddling their, their, their message. No, you don't find them there because there is nothing. They've been taught you only go after those people who can do something for you. Friend, we are here, we are saved, and it's the, it's the purpose of the church to take the gospel to everyone. Say, who is a prospect to be saved? Any man that's alive, any man that's breathing. It's, a, it's for all men. But there's two sides of that coin. Well, we certainly are going to be those that still go to those poor neighborhoods. Let's not run from those who don't live in a poor neighborhood. Let's not run from... You realize that nothing thrills my heart to help those that are down and out. Nothing thrills my heart more than to see, take, see, see a little boy, a little girl, and to hear a report of how... Uh, they're all by themselves. They live with a, just with their mother, and, and they're very, very poor. They don't have much, but they, they come to church week after week, and they get saved. And to realize that the king of kings gave his life to that poor little child, that they're just as much saved as anybody else, that thrills my heart to see that. But friend, if we don't get bold with the gospel and take it to working men and working women and moms and dads and husbands and wives and you realize those homes need to be saved those homes need Jesus too they need the Lord Jesus Christ too the message is the same but it's for all men we have been in the habit of, of, of wanting to be a witness to all men Paul did not care what your creed was. Paul did not care uh, what your background was. Uh, every man needed a Savior, and he was going to let you know. And that's what he's reminding them. He's like testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Why did he point this out? Because some of them didn't. Some of them didn't take it to the Jews and to the Greeks. And some of them, they had their built-in prejudice, if you will, and, and, and whether it be, we believe it's only for this kind of person or, or we don't want to talk to these kind of people because it's inconvenient, uh, because it, it, it might uh, dirty us, if you will. He's reminding them, I've testified to everybody. I'm going to get the gospel to everybody. You know, that's why we as a church, we've got to stay focused on our missions. And that's why we want to send and we want to support missionaries to go around the world to every 
every nation, to every kind of people. But here in Jacksonville, you realize that we find people from every race and every background, every part of society. You realize it's for all men. It's for everyone. We find not only this Acts 2020 vision covers the method, covers the message, covers the men, but also he speaks of a manner. You can sense the importance and the urgency that Paul speaks with. How I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. Paul, simply put, gave himself. He gave everything he had. He was not a professional preacher. The title didn't mean as much to him as the purpose that he was sent to do. He says, I have held, I have kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. He says, I've showed you. I've showed you how to do this. I've taught you how to do this. You were here because I was willing to do what I, you've been instructed to do. And he, held, he kept back nothing. I wonder how many Christians could say what Paul said. I kept back nothing. I kept back nothing from you. Well, we need to be reminded the, there's a manner, there ought to be a fervency, an urgency. I don't understand churches. They check all the doctrinal boxes and on Sunday morning we celebrate and we, we rejoice as we should in the fact that Jesus is coming again. You do believe He's coming back, don't you? Oh, and we'd like to preach, and it's certainly good preaching, and it's sound preaching. We ought to do more of it. That he, his, his return is imminent. We preach about that on Sunday. We sing about it on Sunday. We rejoice in it. But what do we do with it? How urgent do we carry that vision? How fervent are we with that vision. We have another opportunity this coming Saturday with our Super Saturday and picking up some who've ridden for years and some will be their first time. So oh, it's just another time to do this, not for somebody that's coming on Saturday. Very well, maybe the only time they ever hear the gospel. The only time Salvation is preached. That's why you, you, you work on one of those buses, you teach in one of those classes. Don't you wait five minutes before you show up to, to, to jot something down to give them. You ought to bathe it in prayer. You ought to be prepared. You ought to be ready to go. Because for somebody, that may be the only opportunity they ever have to hear the gospel. That may be the only opportunity they ever have to hear uh, what Jesus did for them, that cross of Calvary, and how he paid their sin debt. That may be the only opportunity they have. We have to understand there's, there ought to be a manner we go about our business and fulfill this vision. That's why every Christian say, Pastor, I wish I could get out. My health will not permit it. My schedule will not permit it. Well, you know what? You ought to pray for God to work in the hearts of people. Everybody can pray. It doesn't take a whole lot of uh, energy. It doesn't take a whole lot. You don't even have to get, you don't even have to get out of your pajamas to pray. I mean, uh, every, anybody can do that, but you ought to pray for God to work in the hearts as, as soul winners go out. God, would you allow me to have the opportunity to at least put a gospel track in somebody's hand. Allow me, would you, would you give the, the pastor just a little bit extra power and a little bit extra clarity this coming in utterance of the Word of God as he preaches? If there's a lost person there, they might be saved. Everybody can have a part, but we're not fervent enough in it. 
Uh, we, we were not urgent enough in it. And Paul reminds them that he kept back nothing that was probably he invested in other people. That's the Acts 2020 vision. I don't ever want us to get to a place where it's all about what we can get for ourselves. We're getting ready to move in the very near future. So, Pastor, you keep saying that. Oh, it's very near. I believe in my whole heart before that long, before that calendar turns to 2019, we're going to be moved. That's not far. That's not long. But think about what God has done with us. I mean, we've had a pioneering spirit and we've had church in, in, in a building where we've had three services on Sunday morning. We've had Sunday school under trees, on buses. We've had Sunday school in a tent without air conditioning in it. And now the Lord has given us this. And oh, God has blessed. Has he not blessed? Have people been saved? Added to the church. Some of the best services we've ever had has been taking place during this time. We're fixing to go. We're not going to have potholes. That's the most somebody, some of you've amen since it's going to be a parking lot. You're not going to have to walk a mile and a half to the restrooms. They're going to be right there. But if we're not careful, we'll start getting an attitude of, well, what can we get? Financing has just fallen right in place. It's just been the work of God. We're in good. We're in good shape when it comes to our finances. Good shape, as I explained to you. Not only are we going to be able to get relocated, but uh, we're going to we're going to have the means to go right into a building program and and continue to build. And but we're we, but if we're not if we're not careful, we'll start thinking about well, what can we all what can we get? Now, I'm for having tools called buildings and property. Not to be cathedrals, but to be that tool so we can reach people with the gospel. So your children have a church to grow up in. So your family can be strengthened. But not just you and I. But for those who don't know it yet. But God is positioned in moving a group of people to intersect with their life so that they can be saved that their home can be put back together. And yes, we're going to go into building programs, and yes, we're going to build buildings, and, 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 and once what is here is put on paper, it's going to be a very, very exciting time, and see how the Lord provides all of that. But we're not ruling out our missions program. We're not ruling out bus ministry. We're not ruling out that which would be the emphasis, and quite frankly, it's going to be a fervent manner in which we go about it. It's an Acts 2020 vision. There's a method. We've got to take the gospel to people. Churches that just wait for God to send sinners, and I'm thankful God does send sinners to be saved, but it does not relieve us of our obligation in Scripture to go to people. Go to people. You're going to pass them. Get you some gospel tracts. Get you, get, get, be prepared. Be looking for people. Boy, there's that, the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only message that will change a life, a home, a country, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, and aren't you glad, aren't you thankful that Jesus died for all men? 
Aren't you thankful that anyone can be saved? And the manner we go about it, it's a priority. It's urgent. I'll be fervent. But wouldn't it be a wonderful day in our churches when we prayed for lost people again? You know somebody who's lost. Well, it's more than just saying, oh, I wish they'd get saved. I want you to put their name on your prayer list and pray every day, Lord, would you save them? Lord, would you convict their heart? Lord, would you do whatever's necessary to allow them to see their lost condition? They need Jesus. I still believe God can do things in a heart that no man can do. He can make a heart tender that was hard. He can change a heart. Oh, he can work on a heart and conviction and conviction. It would be a wonderful thing if we prayed for people to be saved. We prayed for God to work in that situation. Well, this is just a reminder tonight, very simple message. And some of you would say a very short message tonight. But just a reminder of this Acts 2020 vision. It is our manner. What is the Emmanuel Church? All, all, I'll give you a little preview, if that's okay. Our, our, uh, the next, next year, playing out the whole year, uh, our new location, Discover Emmanuel. Come, come find out what we believe about all of these different things. We want to introduce ourselves to our new neighbors. What, what is Emmanuel Church all about? It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about the gospel. It's all about getting the greatest news in the world to men. Oh, let's keep that as our focus. Maybe somebody tonight will decide, say, well, Pastor, I just don't feel as comfortable as others do with, 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 with approaching strangers, or, or, or I'm not able to do that. I want you to decide tonight that you'll pray for soul winners. Would you pray for laborers? Uh, we, we, there, there are more neighborhoods that need a bus route than we have bus workers. So what are we going to do about that? Well, we got to go reach people and then train them how to do what we do. But I still believe that if we pray for laborers, God would give them. God would grant them. Oh, there's, there's much to do with the cause of Christ. Church is pressing forward. How are we pressing forward? We're pressing forward with getting the gospel to men, getting the gospel to others. Father,